Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 139, I'd like to read the third stanza. Come, walk with love along the way. Let childlike trust be yours today. Uplift your thought, with courage go. Give of your heart's rich overflow, and peace shall crown your joy-filled day. Come, walk with love along the way. Hymn 139. If you would like to follow along with the readings, 
please go to our website and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is have a childlike trust in God. The readings will now be given by Gary from Plainfield. I will read from the Bible. Psalms. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Isaiah. Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Fear not, for I am with thee. Psalms Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. Matthew. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. 
No, not in Israel. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Mark. And they brought young children to him, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Luke. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Romans. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I will now read correlative passages from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. God is our Father and our Mother, our Minister and the Great Physician. He is man's only real relative on earth and in heaven. David sang, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. Brother, sister, beloved in the Lord, knowest thou thyself, and art thou acquainted with God? If not, I pray thee as a Christian scientist, delay not to make him thy first acquaintance. Glorious things are spoken of you in his word. Ye are a chosen people, whose God is, what? Even all. May mercy and truth go before you, 
May the lamp of your life continually be full of oil and you be wedded to the spiritual idea, Christ. Then will you heal and teach and preach on the ascending scale of everlasting life and love. The scriptures require more than a simple admission and feeble acceptance of the truths they present. They require a living faith that so incorporates their lessons into our lives that these truths become the motive power of every act. Mortal man believes in, but does not understand life in Christ. He believes that there is another power or intelligence that rules over a kingdom of its own, that is both good and evil, yea, that is divided against itself and therefore cannot stand. This belief breaks the first commandment of God. Let man abjure a theory that is in opposition to God. Recognize God as omnipotent, having all power, and placing his trust in this grand truth and working from no other principle, he can neither be sick nor forever a sinner. When wholly governed by the one perfect mind, man has no sinful thoughts and will have no desire to sin. To arrive at this point of unity of spirit, God, one must commence by turning away from material gods, denying material so-called laws and material sensation, or mind in matter, in its varied forms of pleasure and pain. This must be done with the understanding that matter has no sense. Thus it is that consciousness silences the mortal claim to life, substance, or mind in matter with the words of Jesus, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. John 8. When tempted to sin, we should know that evil proceedeth not from God good, but is a false belief of the personal senses. And if we deny the claims of these senses, and recognize man is governed by God, spirit, not by material laws, the temptation will disappear. On this principle, disease also is treated and healed. We know that man's body as matter has no power to govern itself and a belief of disease is as much the product of mortal thought as sin is. All suffering, 
is the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of both good and evil, of adherence to the double-minded senses, to some belief, fear, theory, or bad deed, based on physical material law so-called, as opposed to good, all of which is corrected alone by science, divine principle, and its spiritual laws. Suffering is the supposition of another intelligence than God, a belief in self-existent evil opposed to good, and in whatever seems to punish man for doing good by saying he has overworked, suffered from inclement weather, or violated a law of matter in doing good. Therefore, he must suffer for it. God does not reward benevolence and love with penalties. And because of this, we have the right to deny this opposed power of matter to do it, and to allege that only mortal erring mind can claim to do thus, and dignify the result with the name of law. Thence comes man's ability to annul his own erring mental law and to hold himself amenable only to moral and spiritual law, God's government. By so doing, male and female come into their rightful heritage, into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Heaven be praised for the signs of the times. Let the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing. Our trust is in the Almighty God, who ruleth in heaven and upon earth. And none can stay his hand, or say, What doest thou? Trust in truth, and have no other trusts. Beloved children, the world has need of you, and more as children than as men and women. It needs your innocence, unselfishness, faithful affection, uncontaminated lives. You need also to watch and pray that you preserve these virtues unstained and lose them not through contact with the world. What grander ambition is there than to maintain in yourselves what Jesus loved, and to know that your example, more than words, makes morals for mankind. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 291. Quiet, Lord, my froward heart. Make me gentle, pure, and mild, upright, simple, free from art. Make me as a little child. From distrust and envy free, Pleased with all that pleaseth thee. Hymn number 291.
and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, or over the internet. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that number and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. Our publishing department is busy as usual. The April newsletter and the May full-text lesson booklets have been printed and are in the mail. So if you're a subscriber, you'll be receiving your copies very soon. If you'd like to subscribe, check the church website, plainfieldcs.com, under the store tab to order your subscription. That same website, plainfieldcs.com, has the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy that you might not be aware of, and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need, whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped well nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. 
I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Ella from Canada. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm most grateful for Christian science and all the testimonies. As a child, I listened to my father's stories, who knew nothing about Christian science. These stories were of how he got up alive after he was thrown on a pile of corpses as dead in Oshinchim, a Nazi concentration camp in southern Poland during the Second World War. Other stories were equally miraculous, which I could not recount in four minutes. Needless to say, my father, Zygmunt, could not explain his stories. Years later, when I was introduced to Christian science, the healings kept me searching how to pray spiritually, not humanly, not through blind faith. As I progressed, at a snail's pace, these testimonies sustain my persistent effort to be wise and loving. I rent two rooms, one apartment in my house, and one room as an Airbnb. As I read how Mary Baker Eddy prayed and had watches in order to maintain a spiritual atmosphere at Pleasant View, I, am, I have become a copycat. I'm praying that our household expresses divine love and not human love. On Eastern Sunday, I had invited the whole household and three friends for supper. The atmosphere was most uplifting. Even though we had people who spoke Mexican, Polish, Ukrainian, Russian, and English, divine love reigned. Google Translate helped to translate from from Mexican to English, and laughter resounded as Google mistranslated things. There was a six-month-old baby 
and no one had any problem speaking baby talk to him. We truly have a pleasant view in the making in Canada and hope there are other pleasant views worldwide. Thank you so much. Thank you. Donna Donna from Oregon. Go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. Sunday morning, I listened to the roundtable before church like I do every Sunday. I wouldn't miss it on purpose or anything. This Sunday's roundtable was especially good, like so many others are. So I hope everyone listening to me now was also listening on Sunday. Quite often, it's as though they're covering just exactly what I need help with at that time in my life. I've heard other church members say the same thing. It's like they knew what I needed help with and gave me the help I needed. If you don't listen to it, you sure should. I promise you won't be disappointed. I'm sure a lot of work goes into the preparation, and it shows. Quite often, they cover current events, which gives me an insight that I may not have come up with on my own. Thank you, Mrs. Singletary, and anyone else who contributes their valuable time preparing Sunday's roundtable. I love it. Thank you. Karen from California. Go ahead, please. Good evening. A friend of mine wanted me to share an experience that a family member of hers had and how our church's website helped them to meet their needs. Her niece's son had been seen by the vice principal of his school in a car with friends on school grounds who had in their possession a marijuana vape. The vice principal immediately assumed that everyone in the car had been smoking marijuana, and this was a serious offense. She wrote up a report and submitted it to the district for disciplinary action. The son of my friend's niece was an A student and had received letters of intent by Division I colleges to play baseball and receive a full scholarship. As a result of this incident, it looked like this young man's bright future was in jeopardy. He was also about to graduate from high school with honors, but if he were found guilty, this would prohibit him from graduating. What the vice principal saw was not the truth about the situation. The only way to keep this from impacting this young man's life was for him to go before the local and state district offices of education and report the truth about what was really going on. <clears throat> In the first place, one of the students did have a medical reason for the marijuana vape but neither he nor anyone else in the car had been using the device. My friend's niece had been raised in Christian science, and so her son had been exposed to it. He had never smoked marijuana. Shortly after I became a member of the Plainfield Independent Church, I told my friend about the church's website. She also had been raised in Christian science, and was very glad to know about the website and had started listening to our church services and articles. As my friend's niece's son began to prepare to defend himself, 
before the district and state offices of education. My friend told them about the Plainfield Church website. On the website, they found the article, God's Law of Adjustment, by Adam Dickey. They began working with the truths pointed out in the article and knew they were laws of God that could be relied on whatever the circumstances. As a result of putting the ideas of this article into practice and trusting that the law of God is in operation at all times and under all circumstances, both the district and state offices of education overturned all infractions. This young man's record was completely restored and with all requirements for graduation as a scholar-athlete intact. My friend was so grateful for the church's website that is available to all seekers for the truth about God and his creation any time of day or night. She also is grateful for all the watches that the members do and knows that all of this contributed to her niece's son's successful outcome. She wants the members to know that as a result of our watches for the world, they continue to bless. This young man has been blessed beyond his imagination. He recently found out that he has been accepted at the college-level FAA pilot program, where upon graduation, he will be a commercial pilot. I am also so grateful for our website. I am grateful to God for his infinite blessings and to Christ Jesus, our way shower, and to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, for her sacrifices to bring to mankind the promised comforter, divine science. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I would like to share an experience that I had many years ago. My husband and I were painting the railing of our deck, and I was working up on an eight-foot scaffolding. Suddenly and without warning, the bottom of the scaffolding fell to the ground, and I with it. I landed hard on my feet. I immediately proclaimed there has never been an accident, and man is unfallen, upright, and pure. My husband and several yard workers that were in the vicinity and witnessed this were very alarmed. The workers wanted to know if they should call an ambulance. Of course, my husband knew that we would not, and he knew from a lifetime of relying on God for everything that this was a good choice. For a few days, I could not put any weight on my right foot, but I stayed with what I knew to be true. And I knew that there had never been one instant when I was out of God's care. I was so extremely grateful to have Christian science to turn to. Our textbooks, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy and the Bible, are a constant comfort, especially in times like these. One steady thought I remember having was that the material senses always lie. Our spiritual sense always tells the truth. So in spite of any picture of an injury or an accident, we learn in Christian science that this is just a mesmeric state of thought. 
In reality, God knows nothing of it, and only what God knows is true or has power to effect any evidence. This is that he says, and I quote, An acknowledgment of the perfection of the infinite unseen conveys a power nothing else can. And that power was indeed conveyed. I'm so grateful to say that in a short time I was walking normally and with no pain. Many years have gone by and the healing has been complete. I'm so extremely thankful to God, to our way shower, Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy for the great sacrifices she made to bring her revelation to mankind and to the Plainfield Christian Science Church for their dedication to their mission. And another note of gratitude, I recently ordered and received two very beautiful leather-bound books from Plainfield. They're sturdy pages containing a treasure trove of truth. The books are so beautifully bound, they will be read and cherished for years to come. Thank you so much. Good night. Thank you. Ron, North Carolina. Ron from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Linda and I have two poodles, one young, enthusiastic, and entitled female, and an older, more subdued male. A few months back, we noticed that the male was hesitating when jumping up in the back of the car. Although he could still get up there, it was much, a much more labored effort. The veterinarian put a name to our dog's challenge and forecast it would only get worse with age. We invested in a ramp to help our four-legged friend make his ascent into our car. It took some effort to convince him that the ramp was intended to make things easier and less painful. It was during one of these coaxing onto the ramp times when he took one look at the ramp, glanced at me, then jumped into the car as though he were a young buck. I interpreted that glance to say, why are you doing this to me? And it was true. I had bought into the belief of age and a disease associated with age and then reinforced these ideas with the means to help alleviate them. If I don't accept that about myself, why should I accept it about my dear friend? The ramp now sits on the back of the garage while our dog moves with ease in and out of our car, freed from a belief that he never entertained in the first place. I'm grateful to all of you at the Plainfield Church, who are expressing and defending this science of being as was received and taught by Mary Baker Eddy. The practical application of these teachings apply to all life, regardless of what form it takes. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Hello. In the atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. The mortal eyes may see it not, to sense that would deceive. That's hymn 144. Two Saturday nights ago, I was awake much of the night, listening to our website, and the morning found me with a pain in my head. Moving right along, I realized that during the round table, all the pain had vanished. I don't recall what it left, but I was very grateful and remained grateful. Seemingly a little thing, 
It is another proof that staying with God and drawing nigh to Him heals all situations that are unlike God. I also trusted that God was doing the work and that I would be able to do everything I needed to do without fear or concern. For God, immortal principle, is with us everywhere. He holds us perfect in his love, and we, his image bear. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Uh, thank you very much for the beautiful readings tonight. I wanted to express my gratitude for the deeper sense of peace that I've been gaining through the study and application of Mrs. Eddy's Pure Christian Science and through the guidance and the prayerful support of my practitioner, who reminds me very often to keep my feet on the ground, to stay grounded in the truth, and to stay in my Father's house. I'm so grateful for these instructions as now I find that I'm learning to stay more peaceful and calm when facing troubling situations or hearing upsetting news. I'm learning that by holding to the truth and staying calm, I'm able to think clearer, to trust the truth, and to stay with God, counteracting the lies by declaring the truth instead of running around like I did in the past in all different directions and giving power to that lie and making it real. Mrs. Eddy tells us in Science and Health, page 260, hold thought steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to the occupancy of your thought. And I am learning that by staying in my Father's house and steadfastly holding my thoughts, to the things of God, the good and the true, has been a great help in accomplishing this sense of peace. I'm so grateful for all that I am learning here, and I'm so grateful for all the many blessings I have received since attending the Plainfield Church. My deep gratitude to God, our loving Father Mother, to Christ Jesus, our way-shower, and our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. Thank you. Florence, Georgia. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you, Gary, for your essential readings on the childlike trust in God. Surely trust in God is an imperative quality we must have or cultivate in our journey spiritward. If we trust God, we can be more confident in our reliance on God. If we trust him, we could trust leaving things in his hands and know that he will only unfold what is good. If we trust him, we will not be so shaken when we feel certain symptoms or when a medical verdict is given. If we trust God, our waiting on him would be a lot more easier. I have found that we can have many years of just professing the truth without much trust 
in the power we declare while uttering the truth. We are advised to trust what we say. It's no use just saying it, but we, we gradually gain this trust. Or we can ask God, Father, help me. That's how the Lord's prayers say some things in there, like lead us not into temptation. All of these things help us to trust God more. And we can rely on him then. I often think of people who don't have even hospitals to go to or medicine to take. What do they do? Is that same God not with them? And maybe this is how they develop their trust in God. I am so grateful for learning this on my way, how to just trust God and that trusting, meaning I'm glorifying him. I'm obeying the first commandment. I'm honoring him as the all power overall and an all in all. I am so grateful for Christian science, so grateful for all that I have learned here and learning still. And I'm so grateful for the testimonies which really truly attest to what this truth is doing for all mankind. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'd like to express my gratitude for the clear, practical Christian science that is lived, shared, and taught here at Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Recently, before going to bed, I suddenly came down with a very sore throat. I immediately affirm that this disease, illness, uh, imposition, could not keep me from the work that I had for God the next day, and that God's plan could not be interrupted or stopped. I challenged this with the word of God. Every thought that came, especially the one that said, well, you've been exposed to children, and uh, I knew in my heart that I had many times faced this belief down and it's proven this false law that's attached to them. I even saw once in a school that I worked in working with a practitioner here where a school-wide disease was suddenly stopped through prayer. I felt very firm and adamant about this situation. I went to our website and listened to the readings of our lessons that are written here and beautifully read. Before I fell asleep, the pain and other symptoms had significantly lessened. I felt a peace and confidence in God's care and that I would be in my right place doing what I needed to do. The next morning I woke up free from all symptoms and had all the energy and strength and, um, uh, that was needed to go forth in the day and also a continued clear um, vision of these beautiful children and their purity and innocence. I'm so grateful to be part of this church and its mission and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Kara, North Carolina. Kara from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. 
Thank you so much for tonight's reading and testimonies. Uh, uh, a couple of hours before the meeting tonight, I got a clear message to write this testimony. And as I did, it led me to thinking about childlike trust in God, which was exactly what I needed to think about this week. And, uh, and then came the beautiful readings. And, you know, I always hear so many things exactly when I need them during the week at these meetings and roundtables. And a few weeks ago, as I was praying about um, a lingering condition, uh, Izzy in England shared her idea about creating a Christian science video game. And I just loved the joyful enthusiasm in her voice as she spoke. And it reminded me of an idea that had come to me many years ago when I taught middle schoolers. And that idea, the memory of this idea, shifted what was going on for me. So I had this young student, and she had stopped turning in her homework. And when I asked what was happening, she told me in perfect seriousness that she was playing a video game. And she had to be available every afternoon and evening for a week or the main character was going to die. Best my dog ate my homework story ever. I wanted to laugh, but instead I heard God suggest, asked her questions. So admittedly, my first question was whether it seemed to her like a pretty big coincidence that video game time came at the same time as homework time. But she skirted that question by telling me that she promised it would only take a week. So then it came to me to ask her what she was learning from playing the game. And she explained that the game had levels. And in these levels, you learn a skill well enough to move on to the next level, where you learn the same skills but improve upon them. So she described how three spiders became 50 spiders, became 100 dragons, became 1,000 dragons, spewing fire. You get the idea. When I asked her whether she was ever scared she would fail or whether her character might die, she said, no, I know they won't let me go to the next level until I've learned what I need to get there. And I know the same thing will happen on every level. I can't fail unless I stop showing up and learning what I'm supposed to learn. That's why I love this game. Now, what struck me was, and I have to say this young girl had never been my most enthusiastic student, was her absolute fearless glee at playing this game. So I told her she could have the week and she just had to write a report on the game. Meanwhile, I couldn't stop thinking about what she'd been saying because I remembered in Sunday school being taught that that we would be able to apply principles we learned in Sunday school if we had like a cold or a paper cut or lost something. And then if we learned those skills, then no matter how dire a situation would be, we could use those same skills. Except that among the Christian scientists I grew up with, there wasn't really much enthusiastic glee for going up a level from a cold or a paper cut or lost keys. And in fact, I often felt there was judgment or fear, like, what am I doing wrong, that it's getting harder and harder. And after the student, the idea came to me to think about the suggestions of animal magnetism like a video game, that if I trusted that everything I learned with each level of Christian science practice would prepare me for the next level, then I wouldn't see what was happening as anything other than real. But honestly, it took coming to Plainfield, where I heard about people demanding the blessing of every experience. And seeing every trial as an opportunity for growth and grace, 
invoking the joy and the gratitude, even when things were really hard. And, and I could hear over the phone, listening to testimonies around tables, the exact same fearless glee that I heard in my young student. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I imagined that animal magnetism video game would be. And when Izzy shared that, I all of a sudden realized that what I needed that week was to invoke the childlike trust in God to help me remember that if a few spiders seem to be morphing into a thousand fire-breathing dragons with big talons, all I need to do is to recognize them and recognize the whole experience as the video game called Animal Magnetism, trying to make me believe that I am separate from a God who might not be all-powerful. And then, to rectify that, by invoking the childlike joy, gratitude, eagerness, and trust that each of us will learn exactly what we need to go on to the next level. And that recognition shifted everything, and within a few hours, that lingering idea that there was some level I was going to be stuck at for quite a while was gone. Thank you so much, Plainfield, for living the practice of Christian science and to every single testifier who joyfully shares their video game experience with the rest of us. Thank you. <clears throat> Day Day Georgia. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm thankful for learning through Christian science that instead of going from problems, I'm slowly but surely going from victory to victory. Through consistent and persistent prayer and the study of much of what we have available in this church, I'm learning that I'm perfectly equipped with the truth needed to meet and master every challenge presented. And as I overcome, I'm better prepared to press on with enough courage and confidence in truth to help another in need. I am so grateful to be learning to live in the love of God that makes me free to trust in and wholeheartedly rely on him more each day, no matter what error aggressively tries to say. I'm thankful for the continued prayerful support of our practitioners and for all the work going on in this church. Thank you so much for tonight's meeting, for the readings, the music, and all of the testimonies given. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Craig, Benjamin. Go ahead, Benjamin. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. <laughs> um, as always, um, I was inspired by, the, inspired by the reading tonight. The story of the centurion had inspired me for years. Um, when we heard the word servant and master, um, uh, you know, we, they don't usually, you know, qualifies, you know, in the same level. Um, the word tend to see master or mistress somebody way up there and servant, somebody way down here. 
and it's been like that for centuries. And when Jesus came, he completely destroyed his belief when he washed his students' feet and he told them to do likewise. He also told them when they were arguing among themselves who will sit on his right hand or left hand, um, he told them the only qualification for that is to you know, be humble and be a good servant, as I have been to you all. So this story of the centurion, like he said, he, he was a man uh, with authority who can command people, soldiers, to go, and they'll go and come back. He could have fired his, uh, his servant and sent him home. He could have hired a new servant. And, or he could have watched his servant die, suffer and die. But no, but he loved his servant so much, like Jesus did, that he sought for Jesus Christ, knowing that Jesus has the power to heal his servant. And I think uh, Jesus talked about him, that he never saw anyone that has such faith. And also, he had the humility to know that Jesus has the power to heal his servant. And he made that long walk looking for Jesus. And when he found him, he told him, speak the word and my servant will be healed. I mean, listening to the reading and thinking about that, it just challenges me um, to live my life better and um, be a better person. Um, I think that's what Mr. Sadie came to show us as well. When he discovered Christian science, she didn't keep it to herself. Instead, she lived it and she shared, shared with, the, uh, with the world and she commanded us to do likewise as well. And I'm really inspired tonight. I'm very happy that I'm here. Um, I'm very happy for what I'm learning here. Um, Christian science is about living a, um, it's about living a life of example, being the light of the world. And no matter what you do in life, no matter what your position is, to use it to bless all mankind. Quite frankly, uh, whatever your job is, if you are not, if your job is not blessing other people, if not, if that job is not giving you the opportunity to love and share the, um, and share God with the world, um, you probably are the wrong job. Um, you should be able to live as Christ commanded us. I'm so happy to be here tonight. I'm happy for the testimonies. I'm happy for what God is doing here. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. <laughs> I thank Eric for those readings. And uh, I so thank the Mrs. Eric Grady for laying it out how we are to learn and grow Christian science by giving us our many works and putting the Bible and science help together so we could have that guide to, to and I, I find that uh, as we learn more and more and stand, 
that especially in the morning, it's put to do first thing in the morning to to do this. That uh, when we when I go out, or when I I expect the best of everything, and uh, when I face things, and it's not if it doesn't seem right, yeah, I can I know it, and I <clears throat> try to do it right, do what I prayerfully led to do to make it right. But I, I believe this is all because we have been, we have this discipline to be and to know the the good, know what God made, and to differentiate it from what is, is otherwise. And <clears throat> so it means it means a whole, whole lot. And I think that's the secret to, to why uh, I've been able to uh, be uh, well progress some. I've had a recently. Uh, Chronic sore shoulder that often awakes me at night. And so uh, I could not go back to sleep until it was dealt with. Dealt with. And I remember Mrs. Eddie says on page 260, rightly understood, instead of possessing a sentient, a sentient, <clears throat> excuse me, a sentient body, he has a, 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 a he has a spiritual Body. That's not the exact phrase, but it's on page 280, line 26 of Science and Health. Well, I thought about this, and I, I wouldn't accept the pain, and, and I started working, knowing scientist statement of being, that we do every week, that I'm spiritual, not material, and I continued and started feeling better, and I, I went to Mary Bickery's evening's prayer. Mother's Evening Prayer. She talks about keep my child safe on your wing tonight and shows how important it is to be childlike. And uh, how important all of us need to be childlike and let God care for us. Well, I felt that God was just lifting me up. If I, it's only if thine eye can I behold the snare, the pit, the fall. And I felt that he was just cuddling me and, and soon I was asleep and everything was just fine. So I woke up the next morning and I felt great. It did happen again and I did the same thing and it, I felt great again. I thank God for always being there and it's true for always working. And Mary Baker Eddie for showing us how to use it. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, Gary just told me to keep it short. <laughs> so, so I will. <laughs> I'll just read a few things to save the rest for next time. Uh, the first, Canada. We truly have the gift of God in Christian science. I'm reminded of a very recent Unity Watch that gave us an excerpt from Mrs. Eddy in Miscellany and which has filled my thought sense. And it goes as follows, quote, Christian science is a divine largest, a gift of God, understood by and divinely natural to him who sits at the feet of Jesus, clothed in truth, who is putting off the hypothesis of matter because he is conscious of the allness of God, looking into Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And then one more tonight. This is Virginia. 
I've been battling with demons and not seeming to get out from under this cloud. Then I remembered the quote from Signs and Health, page 201. The way to extract error from mortal mind is to pour in truth through flood tides of love. I sat down with the March 2023 Love is the Liberator and didn't get up until I felt free and happy. I am so grateful for the history of truth, for all the proofs of this living love, for the explanations of how we may know that now we are the sons of God, for the sharing of people's experiences in proving this, in the many direct quotes from Mary Baker Eddy on our real identity, on the positive effect the Christian Science Board of Directors acknowledging Mrs. Eddy's place had during World War II, and for many expressions of gratitude. All in all, I'll include a quote from an 1887 journal article found on page 15 of The Liberator. Quote, in the realm of love, we rise to higher thought. The darkness disappears, and we realize something of the great light of the universe. Thank you for pouring in truth through flood tides of love and the march, Love is the Liberator. I, too, am so grateful for those readings tonight, um, always to be reminded to just be as a little child, humble and taking our Father's hand with great trust. Um, I was interested in what was written tonight in that last testimony about the great light of the universe, because today uh, one of our members, Nathan, in California, was telling me something I hadn't heard about, um, it's called the James Webb Telescope. And uh, he sent me, Nathan sent me the most incredible pictures that this telescope has taken of the universe. And, um, you know, we call it outer space because it's, we think it's just space and maybe darkness, black holes and things like that. Well, th these pictures were incredible of gorgeous color um, what he brought out was the universe is not just empty space, it's filled with substance and with light. And that's what these pictures showed. Somehow I'll have to get Jeremy to put it on the website, but I think you could also just Google the James Webb Telescope. Um, it cost $10 billion observatory and that they had 21 gold-plated mirrors for the gathering of this light. But it was... It was so beautiful to see the universe so lit up with the substance and light. And honestly, how could it be otherwise? Because this is what we know in science. And uh, the other thing that Nathan saw, he, he sent me at Easter these beautiful pictures of the uh, stained glass uh, windows in the Mother Church. And some of those windows look just like the pictures of the stars and things on this telescope. It was quite extraordinary that he had found the, sort of the connection between the two. Anyway, it was just beautiful and magnificent, as of course we know our universe is, filled with light and the substance of God. So I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Such beautiful hymns and music, such beautiful testimony, so uplifting. And I'm trying very hard to keep it short. So have a good night to you all. Thank you. 
to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the third verse, hymn number 359. Trust the eternal and repent in meekness of that heart's pride which frowns and will not yield. Then to thy child heart shall come strength and weakness, and thine immortal life shall be revealed. Hymn number 359.